Don't fast forward, folks. This is not an ad, just a simple request from your friends at Dissecting the 80s. If you enjoy the show, take a minute, subscribe to us in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get the show. And if you could also review us there, that would help us out a lot. It helps raise the profile of the show and helps us find new listeners. So, remember, rate and review Dissecting the 80s. Thanks. Hello, friends, and welcome to Dissecting the 80s, your favorite podcast breaking down all of the weird, wacky, wild, and wonderful of that decade 30 years ago. I am one half of the mega podcasting powers, Trip Lano. With me, as always, is... Andrew Lano. The other half of the mega podcasting powers. Your... About to hear about a film we just watched uh, for this week, and the film is called Full Moon High from 1981. Spooky. It was so spooky. spooky. Which means... We gotta go back, Marty. Dissect the 80s. Netflix describes the film as... Adam Arkin stars as a woebegone teen whose eccentric father takes him to Transylvania for the weirdest family vacation ever. Which I think effectively describes the first five minutes of the film. Easily inside ten minutes. And nothing else about the movie. (laughs) Uh, It also doesn't mention that his father is played by Ed McMahon. Well, it says starring Adam Arkin and Ed McMahon. Right. He gets second billing. Yeah. His famous Johnny Carson sidekick. (laughs) Ed McMahon. Uh, Star Search, right? Yeah, Star Search as well. Who's in this movie for maybe 15 minutes? It felt longer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's because everything about this movie felt long. Full disclosure, we were like, oh, there's probably like 20 minutes left in this movie, and touchdown, woo, credits, and there was 50 minutes left in the movie. We hadn't even made it halfway, No, and it easily felt like we were at the hour plus mark. Oh, it was bad. Of a movie that's, what, 90 minutes? I think so. 91? I mean, barely over the hour and a half mark. Uh, so basically... We open with a football game, and there's, like, some celebration, and then immediately we cut to, like, guys celebrating in the locker room, and then immediately... In the shower. Immediately to the shower, yeah. So and there's, like, a ver- a table placed at the shot just below belly button range, so you mm-hmm. see all these guys shirtless and assumedly naked, and then their coach walks in the bathroom with, or the shower room. Also naked. Yes. And everyone's, like, walk, runs away, and then Adam Arkin drops the soap. And they spend a couple minutes awkwardly talking about it, and yeah. then he leaves. I, I think I think that one's almost done anyway, Coach. And he's like, I don't know. I think you ought to pick it up. I think you should pick it up. <laughs> was how he talked. Which is how we start the weird gay thing that's in this movie, which I feel like we should just An talk underlying about underlying theme. Which is oddly in there. Yeah, it's not fully addressed at all. Every character has a gay line at least somewhere. One. Yeah. And you feel like at first it was like, oh, so maybe we're going to go with like the werewolf thing is sort of a commentary on homosexuality and there's like you, whatever, which is a weird way to take the yeah, werewolf thing. That's I'm a weird one. I'm not defending that decision. I've seen werewolves used to, to uh, for menstruation. I've seen werewolves for athletic skills. I haven't seen werewolves represent gay yet. Right. Because I guess you could go with the thing of like, oh, they're repressed. Like a film that was repressing homosexuality and it was like, you know, like you got to keep it inside. And every Mm -hmm. time, every once in a while it breaks out. I could see how someone would write that movie. That's not this movie. It's not a good movie if you write that movie either. But I could see someone making that connection. This is, yeah, again, not what we're watching. So we go to the house with Ed McMahon, and he and his son have an argument about remembering his mom, because the kid's like, oh, I don't remember mom at all. 
they're very it's very much like the room in the style of like yes. throwing throwing a, probably a plot point out at you for like out of nowhere like oh mom don't you remember her was she the one who did that no that was the maid was she the one who did this no that was also was the maid was she the one you were having sex with that one time <laughs> when i barged in your room no that was the maid and she took all my ties and neckerchiefs like i don't uh, uh, there was no and there's no resolution. He was like, oh, yeah, mom left with all my money. Yeah. And we'll never hear from her again. Nope. She's not valid to the plot of this movie at all. Mm-hmm. We're just going to we're just gonna throw also, her in maybe there. maybe it's the 50s. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was going to touch on that later, but we hear that now. It's hard to tell when this movie takes place because there's clues that make you think it's the 50s. You, you know, the, the ladies' clothes in particular. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were wearing saddle shoes. There was one just like a full-on bobby socker, like poodle skirt and like high ponytail. And right, like, right. So, right out of Greece. And I was like, okay, so maybe it's uh, an 81 movie, maybe it's the 50s. I don't know. And then, but then there was like a clearly 80s clothes in there. Right. It, it was weird. And we didn't know, we didn't know what time it was until all of a sudden they started shifting presidential photographs as a way to show the passage of time. Right. We'll get to that momentarily. First, we have to get to Transylvania. Oh, right. So we'll get to hot tag taglines later, but I feel like I have an idea in mind already in that this movie is just entirely smash cuts. Yeah. It's, you're doing one thing, smash cut to the next thing. You're doing this thing, smash cut to the next thing. The first 10 minutes of this movie, you go from the football, smash cut to the showers, smash cut to the argument with dad, smash cut to Romania. Like yeah. you're already in Romania. No trap. Oh, no. They had that sweet map uh, with the plane. Oh, yeah. And then someone crushed the plane. Yeah. It was like the Indiana Jones where they have the animated plane. Like, Ew, I don't across. think it was animated. It, I think it was like a real, like a toy plane oh, that they was... dragged across. Yeah. Uh, so don't trick people. It's not an animation that they <laughs> created. They had a toy plane that they wheeled across a map. And then and a guy filmed. smashed it with his fist mm-hmm. and just destroyed the little tin plane or whatever. Yes. But it was akin to Indiana Jones is yes. what I was trying to say. Um, and then we get to Romania where we're all wearing the same outfits from the other day. Mm-hmm. And Ed McMahon has a bunch of prostitutes in his room. Two. Yeah, he had two prostitutes. That he's hitting on. This, the room he's sharing with his son. Yeah. And he's not even like, like, look, if you're going to hire a prostitute, the work has been done. You don't have to like schmooze the prostitute, yeah. I would think. I mean, not to speak ill of people <laughs> in the professions. I just, it didn't feel like Ed McMahon was paying for the girlfriend experience. No. He seems like Ed McMahon in this movie is the type of guy who just buys a woman to have sex with. And he's just like talking to these women and making them drinks and really giving talking them. about, was it McCarthyism? Yeah. McCarthyism and like pro United States jibbity jabbity of like. Yeah, United States is the best. Romania is mm. terrible. So he kicks his son out of the room. Right. Who then has to go wander the back roads of Romania. No, for he went reason? to the he went to the restaurant. Oh yeah, remember that's he met right. the crazy I woman. About that, he's drinking milk in the restaurant and the drinking cra- milk at the bar. And the crazy woman was like, "Let me read your palm. We don't have books to read. We read palm." <laughs> this is the only thing we have to read here in Romania. And so she reads his palm, and then the waiter also reads his palm. And oh, she, you, you, you screwed, homie. Yeah, they were like, you will die. Now, tough titty. And she left. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. You're werewolf. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank, that, you f- thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. So then he's lost, and then he's telling people he's American and he's lost, and then he changes course to be Canadian and lost, which mm-hmm. doesn't help him. Yeah. Although I guess I would, I would say Canadian if I was in a foreign country, I'd be like I'm Canadian and I'm lost, and I think they'd want to help me more than American. <laughs> I guess that might help you, but in the middle of the night in Romania, there's pounding on a looks like a barn. Yeah, 
Yeah, like not the horse. House. The horse like didn't get you home. Yeah, the horse didn't help you. You're not. You're not getting help there. And then we hear the violin music mm-hmm. for the first time of what is what two hundred times, mm-hmm. four hundred, six hundred. Don't know who it is. Nope, never know who it is. <laughs> no resolution. There's just a, a a violin being played, and you see the person's hands and chin, and never any other part of their body. It's very Flau- Frau Blucher from Young Frankenstein. Absolutely. And then the werewolf shows up. Who may be with the person with the violin? I don't know. Maybe? It's not explained. No. But the wolf attacks him, and he just very casually and calmly is like, hey, stop that. Oh, God. do that. Fine. Bite my finger, not my neck. I've got ten of those. I've only got one neck. In that tone. We're not doing a bit. With that level of urgency. Not doing a bit. That was exactly, the essentially, the line from the movie. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Hey. Hey, I have two arms. At least take one of those. Aww. It was very, very whispery. But then smash cut again to torn up shirt, but no blood or wounds. Mm-mm. Completely unscathed. And his father is in the shower with the water off, naked with a towel on. Yeah, because reasons. For five to ten minutes has, is in the shower. Yeah. With no, with like not, it's not like he walked in the room. Yeah, it's, it's never at least five minutes. It's never at all explained why Ed McMahon is hiding in the bathroom, except that he's like afraid of the prostitutes now. It's not really yeah. explained. Yeah. Smash cut to football practice. No, we got in the plane. We're oh, turns plane. into full on airplane. It turns into airplane. That's one of the things that we were talking about while watching this movie is it's never really clear what kind of movie you're watching. No. Is it a spoof? I, I, I don't know. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's a spoof. Is it just like a weird farcical comedy? Sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is. Is it weirdly not funny and sort of dramatic at points? Yeah. Yeah. It's that too. This is a good old mishmash is <laughs> yeah. what this is. So we got on this plane and it's it's shot much like airplane in that like clearly they don't have a whole plane to use. Mm-hmm. So they're shooting with part of one. They open the airplane scene with whoever ordered the special dinner holding a live chicken. <laughs> Please raise your hand. I'll admit I left. Oh, that, that was funny. <laughs> yes. And they hand a person on the plane a whole chicken, like a live chicken. <laughs> Cluck it all. Mm-hmm. And then it's two guys pop two out. Of, dudes. Yeah. Out of the cockpit holding machine Tommy guns. <laughs> Comic, like, like 1920s gangster Tommy guns. Which again, when does this movie take place? I don't no, know. No one's got a clue. And then they blindfold everyone, including the chicken, <laughs> which at one point I was like, okay, so we're going to be airplane. Right. I'm with you. I'm ready. Yeah. Like, I'll watch a werewolf spoofy airplane movie. I'll yeah. watch that. That's I'm, great. I'm, I'm that's, on board that for that. That's a great movie. But they're like, oh, we have, get the blindfolds as if they have like a prepared bag yeah. or a prepared bag. No, I, don't know, pre, I don't know what I was going to say a there. A prepared bag of just a bag of blindfolds that they've got, and then just everybody gets a blindfold. You get a blindfold. You get a blindfold. Everyone gets a blindfold. Blindfold for your chicken. Yeah, they blindfold the chicken, which was the best part. Yes. And then the werewolf is, like, hiding behind the last row of the plane and groping a woman. A shoulder, at the very least. I don't know if it was a full-on grope. It was like a shoulder, upper breast. And she was, like, totally into it. She was one, that werewolf. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're blindfolded everyone, so there's going to be the, like, the moment after of, like, what happened? How are we all safe? Nope. A werewolf eats one of the hijackers. One guy lifts his blindfold, sees it happening, and immediately pulls it back down over his face, and then smash cut to football practice. Mm-hmm. No resolution. Why is he doing this? He's Then he hears the violin music of football practice and gets obliterated by tackles. Yeah. Like three or four times in a row. And the maybe gay, maybe predatory coach. I think he's both. Yeah. 
and says, oh, you know, get your head out of the clouds, blah, blah, blah. Gets obliterated again, and then smash cut to petting a dog. Who's not his dog, and is never seen again, or prefaced in any way. No. On school grounds. Yeah, referenced. Mm-hmm. Yes. Under the bleachers with a dog. Yeah, he's just petting away, and then... Wendy, from the <laughs> Wendy's restaurant, shows up. Yep, Wendy of Wendy's fame. <laughs> shows up. Redhead in pigtails and overalls. Who might have been his ex-girlfriend. Maybe just someone he had sex with. Yeah. We don't know. Not fully established. It's not really ever explained at all in this movie Mm -mm. what anyone is or what they're doing at any time. No. She then throws her arms around his waist from behind and he literally drags her around like for Mm -hmm. 100 yards or so. Yeah. First to the left, then to the right, and then up some stairs. And she's like begging him. I love you. Don't run away from me. And she just gets dragged around by him. All of his lines feel like he didn't want to be in this movie. No, it's it. It seemed like this was a painful experience. Or like, it's like when a little kid is like, I want to be an actor. Yeah. This is. And that's the thing. He like, he was later on. Things before this too. Right. And afterwards, folks might know him from uh, Sons of Anarchy. He played a guy, character called Zobel, who was really like good scummy guy. Like he did a very believable job as a, as you know, a character you didn't really like. And then kind of had some, some different moments of, of more likability or whatever. And, Instead, in this movie, he just acts like he's tired and sleepy and... Uninterested. Yeah. The whole time. "Uh, I can't believe I signed up for this. I gotta get a better agent. Woof. Does anybody... (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody have any drugs? I would like some drugs. Because I think think we're pre-cocaine, like pre-heavy cocaine 80s. It is 81. It's early. So it's not like like Maximum Overdrive where it was on the craft service table. (laughs) It's just a bowl of cocaine (laughs) on the craft service table. (laughs) Like Halloween. Please take one. (laughs) Like a bunch of spoons. (laughs) One spoon per. Probably a bunch of dime bags. It's a bowl of dime bags. Please take one. Smiley face. Jack-o'-lantern sticker. That would be amazing. That would absolutely have been on the thing in Crab Service. Then we cut again to him transform the transformation, but it's clearly the same footage as we shot in Romania. Yes. It's the same shirt from Romania that he wasn't wearing in this. Mm-hmm. And then there's a montage, montage of, of uh, werewolf things. Kind of. He he bites a girl and then all of a sudden there's a smash cut to an ass, a bear ass yeah. on a doctor's table. A very a shapely bandage. behind. And I was like, is that him? <laughs> and then it happens again and we realize it's he's biting girls on the net on the on the ass. Yes. And then it's being a, credited as a playful nipping. Yes. <laughs> Werewolf annoys community. Yeah. Nipping, is the headline. Nipping it nipping it heels. Yeah. Or, that, or butts in The headline case. on the like the newspaper in the montage says Werewolf annoys community. But only bites women's butts. Mm-hmm. And nipping. then one dude. Oh yeah, one dude who screamed like a girl. Yes. Who was turned out to be one? But I, I don't know if you caught this. They made it very clear that the shapely butt was supposed to be two women, even though it looked like the same person. Mm-hmm. Because the first one had was bandages where the tape was like all along the edge of the bandage, and then the other one had tape over just the corners. Oh, so it was definitely supposed to be two different women's butts. Lay the though, other way, and yeah. we're gonna tape you up a different way. Yeah, it looked like no, it was the same cheek. Even no, they, it was flipped. It was flipped. Okay, but it looked like the same butt. <laughs> it was like the same. We already paid they a butt. The footage. Yeah, we already paid a butt model. We don't need to pay a second butt model. <laughs> This is the budget on this film. Is, we blew it on Ed McMahon. Yeah, for 15 minutes. And then Alan Arkin for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. which is presumably why his kid was in this, so that they could get Alan Arkin to show up for a day and a half. Yeah. Oh, what a bummer is also a headline on the werewolf thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, werewolf attacks oh, what, community. Oh, that's a great pun. Yeah. That's a great pun. Yeah. 
Oh, I didn't catch that until just I missed now. That. They get a little bit of credit for that. A werewolf attacks town. What a bummer. I would write that headline. So we go back to school, and this is a school where kids are only wearing uniforms, and not mm-hmm. like a school uniform, but well, like, like I'm a cheerleader, uniforms. I'm a football player, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then the kid goes home and eats some dog food. Yeah, and we see that he has a dog that is not the dog he was petting nope. under the bleachers. Not at all the same dog. And then Ed McMahon sees him change. Well, they get into a fight first where Ed oh, McMahon yeah. chases him up to his bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then he chases Ed McMahon down to, down to the bunker that he helped him build. Right. Which made me think it was the 50s. But he said everyone laughed at him for building a bomb bunker. Yeah. And I thought everyone had those in the 50s. I definitely don't think everyone had a bomb shelter in the but 50s. But they were like really common, weren't they? I don't know if they were even really common. But they were certainly a thing that would probably not get you laughed at in an era where people thought we were going to get bombed. Yeah. Because that was also the era where the educational videos said, wash the exposed skin with soap and water. Yeah. And they had also a bomb drill in the movie where they were mm-hmm. like, oh, Hiding there's an air raid siren. Everyone get under your desk. desks. You're protected by the wood. Mm-hmm. And they implied one student was doing something to another student under the desk. Yeah, there was definitely an implied blowjob. don't what, what is happening in this movie? <laughs> in front of the gay gym teacher, mm-hmm. who's also the health per- sex ed person. Mm-hmm. Because... The girl wanted to see his wiggly thing. No, it was the, the thing with the, the swiggly thing with a tail. Oh, his that's sperm. right. Yes, she yes. wanted to see his. Sperm. Oh, I knew it was sperm. I just was. I missed a, messed up her thing because um, there was a drawing on the board that said Mr. Mr. Sperm. sperm and Mrs. Egg. <laughs> I didn't see Mrs. Yep. Egg, but I guess that it's logical there. that she would be there. Uh, uh, so he chased Epic Band down to the bomb shelter. Yeah, they're in the bomb shelter, and he's talking to the portrait of President McCarthy. Not President Senator Joseph McCarthy. Oh, Senator McCarthy. Um, Act like you've had a history class once in your life. I've had several. (laughs) I just didn't focus. (laughs) Apparently not. Apparently Um, not. Joseph McCarthy, McCarthyism, the Red Scare, communism, all those things. I know the name. I just attached the wrong title to it. (laughs) Actually, I think my voice teacher's husband was his driver. (laughs) Now that I think about that. McCarthy? Yeah. That's a weird thing. Uh, um, Fun fact, y'all. Um so, uh, was his face is talking to McCarthy, the portrait of McCarthy. Yes. And he fires his gun, which ricochets... Ar- like 50 times. At least 50. And you don't even see it kill him. It no just one smash ever, cuts to his funeral. No one ever actually gets shot in this movie. Or like, dies. Oh, but as much as they get shot, no one ever gets visibly shot. Like, they couldn't afford even, like, not even a blood pack. But, there's no blood in the movie. Right. Not a single drop of blood in this movie at all. I, I just realized that there's no blood. No, not even one ounce. But McMahon shoots, and it's like... Pew, 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 pew. And he's like, pew. It's, they speed up the film, so Three Stooges running around the bomb shelter. Doing a little avo- jitterbuggy Avoiding thing. something that the audience isn't seeing yep. at all. Smash cut to his funeral. Which is where this movie gets as spoofy as it gets. Just total... Straight up Mel Brooks or Airplane. Yeah. There's a military salute because presumably Ed McMahon, who claims to be a spy he earlier in the, the movie... He was in the CIA. Yeah, claims to be in the CIA. But we don't have any evidence that he's actually in the CIA, except that he likes prostitutes. Oh, he said he got microfilm. Yeah, but we never saw it. Oh, no. <laughs> he told his kid I'll he was in the CIA. I'll trust Ed All right. I'll so, trust, I think I would. I'll trust Ed McMahon. <laughs> you trust him? You're, yeah. you're on board? Star okay. Search. <laughs> Star Search and the, and the Publisher's Clearinghouse giveaway. <laughs> yeah. He's clearly... He's those big checks? Yeah. <laughs> He's a guy you could trust. He yeah. comes to your door with a, a giant check. cardboard check. If you can't trust a big check, what can you trust? I don't want to live in that world. The only currency in this bankrupt world is when you get a giant Giant check from from Ed McMahon. I don't want to live in a world that isn't that way. (laughs) Where the the men fire their guns too early and the priest yells at them. They kill a bird. 
They no, yeah, that was first. They yeah. kill the bird first, and the priest yells at them and asks for earplugs. And no, he they they fire a second time, and uh, then he asks for earplugs. Okay, and then he can't hear anything. And uh, it's just tissue he shoves in yeah. his ear, by the way. And then the kid who becomes a werewolf, his friend is like, "You're leaving town. I'm gonna punch you in the face." <laughs> you and dropped it, out of school and you ruined it before the big game when we take on Springfield Simpson. How could you? And I was like, this is really aggressive at his father's feet, like next to his father's <laughs> casket. Yeah. And then the priest takes out his earplugs. He's like, I can't hear anything and takes out his earplugs and they shoot the casket. Immediately they shoot. They shoot the casket. No, the casket was second. Oh, the casket got shot second. And they the fired third him. is the tree. And he was like, whatever, we're done. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Moving on. Get out. Smash cut again. Bus, right? Yeah. To on a bus. Where Wendy is trying to climb in the window of a moving bus. She's zagging on the side and sticking her foot <laughs> her in. Her foot's getting in the window sometime. <laughs> She's got like one heel in trying to drag herself over the, the sassy threshold. sassy black bus driver is like, get off my bus. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always a full moon in this movie. Always. From the time he gets bit as a werewolf. I don't know. The, the to 30 years later. It's just always a full moon. There is never a time in this movie where it's not a straight up full moon. There's never a leeway of like, oh, I have some time up. Nope. No. Every day, full moon fever. And so he goes to talk to the bus driver, who turns out to be gay. Yes. And then he prompts by going, do you know Coach Blevins? As if every gay man knows each other in this world. (laughs) It is a small town, it seems. So it's not out of the question that they might know one another. (laughs) In his defense, in 1950s America, (laughs) it's possible that they knew each other. That's how the 1980s treated gay people in movies. (laughs) Although, to be fair, it would have been a double whammy in 1950s America because the bus driver was black and Coach Levin's white. So he'd be interracial and gay. The time period, still confusing at this point, but he attacks the bus driver. And then bites everyone on the bus only in the ankle or the butt. And lets them all off the bus, and then he drives away with it. Just straight up steals the bus, drives <laughs> to New York City, which is where we get the weird montage you were talking about before. So go ahead with the weird montage talk. Oh, yeah. There the, was the weird montage where he's wandering New York City, biting people, biting women, I believe it was specific. Yeah, there's women. still more like werewolf nips at New York mm-hmm. headlines on the, on the uh, montage. And so they start taking off photos. Fo- uh, portraits of presidents on a wall like you see a hand reach onto the wall and pick up the portrait and take it down and put up a new one or what and they cycle through a couple of them as there's the headlines fly and there well there was a uh, wolf man eats chinese is hungry again 30, 30 minutes, minutes later. later uh what was the other one there was was there one in france i don't think there was one in france i don't think he i think he was just eating someone in chinatown I, I don't think he was supposed to be in china because well, he was in london Remember, they, wasn't there Big Ben? Didn't Big Ben show up? I don't recall that. I thought he did, because there was a British headline, too. Um, well, in any case, we have a montage of presidents, mm-hmm. and then we finally get to President Carter. Although there's two jokes that I don't get that might have been time period jokes, where there was like a black woman who was put up as if she was president. She was the last one put up, as though she was president. No, then Carter went up after her. Oh. So... I don't. I don't. Know. I don't get the joke. Maybe we just did. You know, Man. we didn't live then, so maybe that was something that was fairly uh, obvious to folks who did, but. That's when we get the reminder of, oh, you're a werewolf, you don't age. Mm-hmm. And you're cursed to do And it's 20 years after high school. Right. So he heads back to high school, which now looks because, like... Be- he heads back to high school because he believes that that's what's going to lift the curse. Yes, he has to go back to where it all began. And, and win the big game. Because 
for some reason, the school has not been able to beat Springfield for 26 straight seasons. <laughs> and so the whole town has gone to shit. <laughs> it's like Everything is vandalized with spray paint. It's like Back to the Future 2 with the alternate timeline where mm-hmm. Biff is in control of everything. Yeah. And Hill Valley. Hill Valley. It was Hill Valley. Valley, yeah. I was like, it sounds like Sonic the Hedgehog, right? <laughs> Hill Valley uh, is just gone straight to shit. And B- Biff has ruined everything and legalized gambling and has all the money. So this is what it looks like. There's spray paint. There's homeless people sleeping. On the steps of the high school. Yeah, uh, no one bothers the, to shoot the them gay, away. The gay coach, I think, is the principal. I think that was the implication. Yes, and it's now the 70s. And so this is where we meet Mrs. Montgomery, oh, who okay. has been transferred to the school because in the last four years, she's been kicked out of six schools because she was sexually, sexually assaulted. assaulted. And the last school was an elementary school. For handicapped Catholic girls. Yes, all girls, Catholic handicapped school. So she's a sexual predator. No, she was been sexually assaulted. I know, but clearly the implication is that she is a sexual monster. Oh, I didn't get that at all. How she could was a so, handicapped child... Because she, but the thing is, she's so like awkward and ugly. I thought the joke was like, for some reason, everyone wanted to assault her. Because that's how everyone in the school treated her as she walked down the hallway. Uh, I guess that could be... It. So like... I thought it was like, haha, you're ugly. But you're still asking for it? Is it like that kind of creepy misogyny? I, th- I think it was the misogyny. In this world. No, you're probably right. I thought she was a sexual predator. No. Because that makes sense later when she becomes the monster. Because she's like real into it when that kid's in her bed. Oh, yeah. So it seemed like she invited him there. She used Tony as an awake. She went on Tony, the the werewolf kid. Right. I don't think we established his name was Tony. Yeah, Adam Arkin's name was Tony. His name was Tony. I think she wanted Tony, and that was what spurred the whole... By bringing another Sexual kid into bed? No, because then she got it. Remember, she went to the salon. She took off her glasses and shook out her hair, and she yeah. was pretty all of a sudden. Yeah. He, she's all that at her. Yeah. And then that, I think. But I thought the boy she was in bed with was not Tony. It wasn't. But yeah. she, I think it was just like, oh, I can get anyone now. I don't know. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll circle back to that when it's relevant again. We're going to keep trying to slog through the plot of this movie, which is making my heart hurt, literally. <laughs> so we get a montage of terror after she leaves the principal's <laughs> office. And in the montage of terror, she is walking down the hallway. There's people openly drinking. Mm-hmm. There's a guy pissing in a water fountain. Yeah. There's this, the gay nerd. Yeah. Who's also a cheerleader. Yes. Who dresses up like monkeys sometimes. And is the son of a police detective and the woman who tried to find him in the bus. Wendy. Mm-hmm. Oh, the police detective who was the guy who threatened to punch him at the funeral. Yes. Everyone is very closely connected to this They've universe. grown up and married each other and had a kid. Who is a gay cheerleader. Also, the bathroom is full of people smoking weed, and mm-hmm. she goes in there, and then she's contacted high. She's, like, and blowing bre- smoke out. Yeah, it was... Yeah. So, then we smash cut again, because this movie likes to smash cut, and his old house is utterly destroyed. The creepy old, some whatever their last name was, house. Yeah, the Tony house. Yeah. It's all messed up, but still standing, and all the stuff is still in it. They mm-hmm. just, like, broke some windows and yeah. such. Yeah. No one in no one thought to go in to help liquid to liquidate the estate. No, or you know, just reclaim the house for not being the mortgage not being paid or any mm-hmm. number of things, or just a squatter. Yeah, even. maybe just take over the place and and stay there. So we get to more of the awkward gay when the police detective visits the house mm-hmm. and is like, "Oh, he, I knew your father." Yeah, and the kid's trying to say that he's Tony is trying to say that he's Tony Junior. Mm-hmm. And that his dad is dead now, but that he's back to complete high school at his school because his dad never did. It was it's it's shaky at best. (laughs) So this is when I commented at this point in this movie, you're about a half hour into this podcast, but we are at this point are 40 ish minutes into a 90 minute movie Mm -hmm. and ready to just quit. Oh, it's bad. 
if we weren't doing this for this show, I would have turned this movie off well before this point. Oh, God, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have made it through the montage. No, I, I'd have been done as soon as he transformed into a werewolf by not actually transforming. It was worse than the original Wolfman movie. I don't think I've actually seen those transformations. Well, they just do like slow dissolve cuts oh, yeah. where he like gets more hairy and mm-hmm. then he gets his appliance and he gets the, and his face just gets more and more werewolfy. This is worse than that in that it's just like he rolls into the shadows and he rolls back out with werewolf stuff. Yeah. So they go to the sock hop or whatever it is, the school dance, which looks like it's in a rave sort of. A, a, a rave in a like a seedy basement. It also kind of looks like a bomb shelter. Uh-huh. All in red lighting. And, and the gay principal's there. And as is the new teacher, Mrs. Montgomery, who has now become, she's all thatted. Yeah. And is sexy. And everyone's trying to dance with her. Mm-hmm. But she's looking for, of course, Tony, Tony, because let's be real. And then there's two people doing selling drugs in the bathroom. And I, it looked like, like a Stouffer's frozen spinach souffle <laughs> that they put in a piece of tin foil. And we're like, this is weed. <laughs> this is a weed. I would like to buy a weed from you. I thought it was supposed to be like a pot brownie. I don't know. I mean, the quality of the film they print were is saying, pretty garbage. Sm- they were saying smell it, and that's how you got high. <laughs> so I'm assuming it was written by someone who has very little knowledge of how weed works. I've seen it once. I was at a party where people were smoking Look, the reefer. You smell it, right? <laughs> that looks like what they do. Yeah. Write that down. Props. We didn't. You didn't get the weed. Craft service. Get that spinach souffle. <laughs> Put it in some foil. This is a lot of spinach. Doesn't matter. It's a big old bowl of weed. It's a big brick. Like it is. It is this. It is the size of a VHS tape. Yeah. It is like it's that a is lot how big. Of weed. If it's like just a clump that much weed, I don't know what is happening in this school. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like and then they run away. Levels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then they run away, and Tony runs through the dance floor following them. This is one of the periods where I stopped taking notes because I couldn't deal with it. I had to take a little mental break. Mm-hmm. So I have no notes until there's a guy. The gay kid is now in a gorilla suit. Oh, we didn't establish with the gay kid. They, they, yeah, we forgot that we we went to the home of the of Wendy and, and Detective What's-His-Face. Yeah. And she's looking at the yearbook talking about how handsome Tony was. And then her son comes in and starts talking about how handsome Tony Jr. is with his rippling thighs. Yes. And his mother then says he had such rippling thighs. And then his dad stands up and says, wow, Tony had rippling thighs. At which point, I don't know what is happening in this movie. And how Everybody I- wants to have sex with Tony, Tony is what apparently. they're trying to establish. And he's not that cute. I mean, he's not an unattractive person, but he's certainly not. I don't think he warrants everyone in the school (laughs) wanting to have sex with him. Literally every person in Full Moon wants to have sex sex with him. him. Which is the name of the town. Yeah, Full Moon High, not like a joke, haha, werewolf movie. No, the town is called Full Moon, which leads me to believe it. This was supposed to be a spoof. Yeah. Like they might have intended this to be a spoof that is landing. Lost to the times, maybe. Maybe. Maybe we just don't get it because we're not from the era, but it's pretty terrible. Mm -hmm. So... The gay kid from we've all this discussion mm. was in a gorilla suit for no reason, and the cops as an attention getter. Yeah, the cops think that makes him a wolf, which does not because it's clearly a dude in a gorilla suit and a that wolf. you buy at Halloween Express. A wolf and a gorilla do not look like the same animal. Um, so then they go after the wolf, and he does something. I, the next note I have is him getting tied to the bed. I don't know how oh. much movie happens between those things. Oh fuck me! I, oh, he talks. Kid. He meets the vegetarian. 
And then he talks to her, and then he meets the Wendy as an adult, and she says, I want to take you out to lunch at an expensive restaurant. And she immediately knows it's not Tony Jr. Yeah, somehow. It's like, you have a scar on your eye. You clearly are Tony. Yeah. Don't don't play with me. And he's like, "All right, you caught me." Doesn't D- even try to like make up a story. Like, oh, I also have a scar under my eye for a reason mm-hmm. that a human being might. Because yeah, anyone could have a scar. Right. No. Nope. He also didn't have a scar under his eye. No. I want to go put on record. <laughs> I did not see a scar. That would have cost money. Um. So then he goes back to the girl and he's like, "You need to come over tonight so that I can I can do something." So he has her tie him to the bed and film him. Yeah. Which she thinks is a sex tape. Yes. So she in an era where tapes didn't exist, so he rented like a film well, camera. Yeah, it's like a full setup. Yeah, like, with lights, with li- yeah, and a light meter that he reads mm-hmm. on the bed. So he he is gonna have a really, really, really expensive sex tape. Mm-hmm. But she immediately is like, "Oh, you're pretty kinky," as if this I'm is a it. thing other people do. And yeah, and then he transforms and. She grabs a silver knife and but like calms him down. You missed that she he rips the bed apart. Oh yeah, he hulks out of the bed. She knees him in the groin because as we Wolfman's know, Wolfman's got nards. As we learned from Monster Squad, <laughs> then he runs into the shower where she scalds him with hot water and then stabs through the shower curtain with the violiny mm. screech noise, just like Psycho mm-hmm. through in silhouette. So then he's cowering on the couch and he's like a puppy. Yeah. And she puts the knife down. She like, like you know, in the pirate movies when they stab the knife into the table, she does that with like a silver cake knife into an armchair, <laughs> and uh, takes off his shoe. And that's they're they're good then. Yeah. And then the next shot is him at at lunch with Wendy, and <laughs> this or- is your favorite part of the movie. I think <laughs> he orders the chicken cooked. Well, he starts with roast beef. He wants roast beef rare, no raw. And she's like, "You want chicken?" And he goes, "I'll have the chicken." cooked <laughs> i just want to go to a restaurant and order can i have the chicken cooked please no other instruction and have it come out in five minutes uh more like 42 seconds <laughs> yeah and the then- waiter literally walks off screen picks up the plates off screen turns around and comes back and so he then he picks up the 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 fork looks at it and goes ah this is silver it hurts me it's making me nauseous and then he drops it and everything in the restaurant is apparently made of silver. He's touching people. <laughs> he's touching. He's touching food. For some reason, there's a there's a, a silver chafing dish. Yeah, as if there's a buffet in this <laughs> restaurant no in the middle. That like, oh, we have a buffet on Tuesday with one item. There's not, it's, not a tra- it's not a table. It is right. one item. <laughs> one chafing dish. Like, oh yeah, didn't you want the <laughs> chafing dish full of roast beef? That's- full of soggy roast beef. <laughs> that's that's what we have in this restaurant. Maybe that's why the waiter was so fast. Oh. Then he gets a buffet and he just went and grabbed items why on it and brought it over to from a buffet. <laughs> but it would explain why it was so quick. <laughs> um, so he's like touching everything and there's no like sizzle sound or like smoke or like. Again, that costs money. I wouldn't even have accepted someone off screen just going as he as he touches silver things. But there's no establishment of what silver does. He's like, I think I'm going to be sick and runs off screen and never gets sick. Nope. That's silver. And then we cut to the sex scene. Oh. Is this the No, it wasn't sex because he has fleas. Yes. It wasn't a sex scene. It was a please scratch my back scene that was turned into something weirdly sexual. But was that with the redhead or the blonde? That was with the blonde. That was with the vegan, the vegetarian girl. The vegetarian girl. girl. Okay. So they have weird scratch sex. And then this movie had no money, but weirdly there's some strange... I guess Pat Morita wouldn't have been expensive pre-Karate Kid, but Mr. Miyagi is there in this movie for 45 seconds. 
like making silver bullets. Yeah, that's his. That's his. That's it. That's all he does. And he offers them to be decorative. Mm-hmm. Do you want you know a pattern engraving? On them? Yeah, things like, no, remembered. No, these are going to be the inside. Yeah, the guy says these aren't going to be worn on the outside. They're going to be on the inside, which is the weirdest way of saying I'm going to shoot them from a gun, which I think is a far more acceptable sentence. And contemporary society yes although it would be weird to explain to someone that you think there's a werewolf you need to buy silver bullets to kill yeah i i never i was like i never thought of someone questioning him for wanting silver bullets no most shopkeepers will just take your money yeah and then after that is which scene the teacher gets assaulted oh yeah and which is the point where we both were like no one in this movie can act yeah at all. she's in bed with a student and she goes there's someone outside and he goes it's my dad and she goes what we're at my house, and he goes, my dad's a burglar, and he'll be a murderer if he sees me here, and he jumps out the window naked. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then the werewolf, the wolf man comes in and apparently kills her. Smash cut to science well, class. Werewolf attacks her, at least. Yes. Smash cut to science class, where he comes in with the, his transforming into a wolf footage, and he puts that in the projector. And the police show up because he called them. And he's like, sit down and watch this movie. I think you're going to be interested. Like, I don't know. I'm not much for these films. Mm. And then they show the film. And it is the exact same footage we saw earlier. So even though he had one camera set up to face his bed, there are four different camera angles that the science class gets to see. A close-up, a mid-shot. Just the camera's all over the place. Moving mm-hmm. in, getting getting tight getting shots. Getting tight in. Yeah. Um. And then he gets arrested. Yes, he gets and arrested in the vandalized cop car. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we meet Alan Arkin. Who is a professional asshole. <laughs> I believe they to say he's uh, ar- uh, an archaeologist. He's a psychologist who is from the school of ridicule. Ridicule and, ta- and taunting or something. Yeah. But I not even like, I can, I can see the joke of like reverse psychology, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was like written to the point of like, there's not even reverse psychology. It's like, just make him an asshole. <laughs> Nothing nice about him. Just have him hate everyone and be rude to everybody. Here's the real question. Is that how it's written? Or is that what Alan Arkin decided to do when he got to this movie and realized what he was in for? Oh, tough call. I think it's a bit of both. Because there's easily a possibility that he was like, yeah, I'm just going to do whatever I feel like. And they're like... Well, you are making more money than anyone else in this movie, so... You are the reason we don't have any blood. <laughs> well, our blood budget went to hiring you yeah. and Pat Morita for 45 seconds. So he, he kills two people. We didn't, we didn't yeah. establish that. He's, he's there to talk a guy off the roof and is like, go ahead, jump. No one will come to the funeral. But I was like, okay. You're a worthless piece of psychology. garbage. Yeah, and then yeah. he keeps going and like really laying into the dude. And I was like, oh, okay. And apparently no one was beneath this guy who was about to jump off the ledge with, like, I was expecting, like, the comical, like, fireman's trampoline thing. Because there's a bunch of firemen trying to get him not to jump. Mm-hmm. And then the the fireman starts grappling with Alan Arkin on the roof, and then the guy who's going to jump starts grappling with the fireman, and then the fireman and the, gra- and the jumper fall off the roof, off screen. And die. Yeah, die. Splattery. Mm-hmm. Because Alan Arkin is a professional asshole. Mm-hmm. That's a TV show I'd watch. <laughs> Just Alan, Alan Arkin, Arkin being a jerk to people? Alan Arkin, professional asshole. <laughs> hey, what do you... This turkey sandwich is so dry, it's garbage! He'd pop up in like the bottom right-hand corner of your screen, like hands on his hips, like looking at you judgingly. Like a, <laughs> like while you're watching like New Girl, it's like, coming up next, Alan Arkin, professional asshole. And he's like... <sighs> you haven't been here to refill my water glass in 45 <laughs> minutes. I can't do an impression of Alan Arkin. <laughs> it's not even I'll close. give you one dollar tip. <laughs> You get no tip. Not for me. 
I'll go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's your tip. I'll write that on the I'll write that on the receipt. I'll go fuck yourself. Alan Arkin. Sell this on the web. <laughs> on that eBay I've heard so much about. You could get forty five cents <laughs> for this napkin, maybe. <laughs> and then he goes to talk to the werewolf and like is just the an asshole is to the werewolf. Yeah, he just antagonizes him all Everybody. In jail. Yeah. He's in jail and he's like, You're a worthless piece of crap. You know that? <laughs> I don't think it's fair to say the violin is back in this movie. I, I don't think the violin ever really left in this movie. But it comes back in this particular scene, which is the cue that, like, oh, he's going to be a wolf. Exactly like Frau Blucher. Like, it's it's the same <laughs> shot of, like, just the violin playing when, when you're like, where is it coming from? But the entire movie, it just pops up. And then he transforms into a werewolf in his cell, and they go to shoot him. And this is where the movie gets kind of meta. Not kind of. And... By definition, is the old policeman shoots the camera, and we get about three to five minutes of a black screen, and Alan Arkin talking about how you shot the camera, and the cameraman, what's wrong with you? You're the audience doesn't get to see any of these great special effects now that we used for this scene specifically because you shot the camera. Can't you tell a Panavision from a werewolf? Like, ah, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Yeah. So I really hope that we that 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 happened in the movie. In my mind, that that's actually happened during actually filming. Shot the they shot the camera during filming, and Alan Arkin just kept railing into this guy. And we didn't get to see any good special effects. Sound was good, but video was yeah, down. So sound. he was like, whatever, we can't reshoot it. <laughs> we don't have any money to reshoot. <laughs> We're on the really all, tight budget. <laughs> we have all, all our money went to Alan Arkin. And we have to replace this camera now. And Ed mm-hmm. McMahon's <laughs> wanted his check in the form of a giant check. Yes. And that was really hard <laughs> to get arranged in our bank. $300. Just to, we can't even cash that, but he yeah. had to have it. He wanted us to show up on set and present it to him. Here <laughs> you go, Ed. It. Yeah. With a couple of balloons <laughs> and a woman dressed like a nurse. It was a whole thing. From Meta, we go to the football field mm-hmm. where our intrepid reporter telling us about the football game is none other than Danny Tanner himself, Bob Saget. In a shitty, shitty wig. <laughs> I don't think it's wig. I think they put that stuff in his hair. Oh, no. That was that was fake hair. I, I, I know fake hair. That was plastic. That was plastic plastic shiny fake hair well again someone had to go some some money was spent someone went to party city picked up <laughs> they a, got that gorilla outfit yeah they got the six pieces of werewolf equipment <laughs> that's the weirdest shopping cart at party city I need one a, plastic wig i need a one men's white wig i need i need a gorilla suit and i need some some gr- werewolf hands in glove form, if you have them. Yeah, and that'll get really obviously glovey at multiple points during this movie. So they're all at the game, and then the werewolf shows up and catches the ball and makes a touchdown and then jumps onto the goalpost? Yeah, and magically can balance there without touching anything. And he <laughs> eats, the football. eats the football. Just straight up eats it. At no this reason. point, because everyone in this movie is a little bit gay, Alan Arkin has sort of a gay moment with one of the cops. It's yeah. not really explained at all. No. And that was why I was like, oh, maybe it is a when you get bit by a werewolf, you turn a little gay. Because I think the werewolf scratched him or something. Or he definitely got at least grabbed around the throat. And like bit or scratched. And I was like, okay, may- no, no, not, not a thing. But I will say this does precede Teen Wolf. Yeah. So it's pretty obvious where they got that idea from because we do have a wolf playing football in this movie. Yes, we do. So clearly, clearly that was just straight up stolen from this masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Just taken right away. And then Teen Wolf, the TV series, saw the gay stuff and was like, hey. Let's do that. So, Alan Ark, there's the woman is trying to calm the werewolf down. Wendy. Wendy. 
And Wendy clearly wants that wolf D. <laughs> so bad. She is so into that wolf D. But apparently is taking him home where she lives with her husband and son. And it's just, they're all going to live together. That's her idea. Husband, gay son, werewolf, Wendy. Maybe may gay werewolf, maybe gay husband. <laughs> Not really, nothing's fully established. With square hamburgers, sea salt fries, and frosties for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's better. And my dad, Dave, is going to come around and cook dinner every night before he dies. <laughs> and then I'll put on a sensible suit and do some commercials. Exactly. Arkin dies after a, a shootout where he tries to kill the werewolf and shoots too many bullets for his gun. Yes. He the, shoots seven bullets in a six-shooter. The werewolf gets shot, apparently, but never... Six times. But never shows any signs of being shot. No, no blood. Again, no blood in this movie. <laughs> no blood, so no he, bullet he holes. So th- he picks Alan Arkin up in the air and throws him on the ground... And Alan Arkin says something. Uh, you shouldn't have thrown me on the ground. I and said then drop they, me. They pan to his hand and it opens and there's a single shelled peanut. Unshelled. No, it's shelled. It's, it's in, in its shell. shell. Yeah, yeah. That shelled is oh, it's unshelled. I meant, yeah. oh, in my head I meant is it, an unshelled peanut doesn't have its shell. Yeah. But an unshelled peanut has a shell. A shelled peanut. I get that now. It's a loose peanut. I get that now. It's a peanut in its shell. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't understand why. I was like, is he allergic to peanuts? Is <laughs> is that how they're going to beat the werewolf? <laughs> he has a Cover him in peanut butter? <laughs> somebody throw a peanut butter in somebody's... Damn it. Somebody just, throw a peanut butter jelly sandwich at this werewolf. They're just going to cover him in peanut butter. <laughs> like, a, like a fire hose of peanut butter? Yeah. <laughs> or like those, those weird commercials with the Japanese commercials for ice cream where it's a guy made of ice cream? Like that. <laughs> it's just a guy made of peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter werewolf. I would rather watch a movie where a werewolf has a peanut allergy. I would watch the hell out of that movie. <laughs> I would do a podcast about that movie. And so they decide that he, like, the werewolf dies. He's dying somehow. He's dying, and they want to make sure he goes out with a smile. So they start singing uh, the, the school, school song. And I don't know about anyone listening. I didn't know my school song when I was in high school. Let alone now that I'm out of high school. What about college? I didn't know my college. Did your college have a song? Yeah, Maryland has songs. Westchester apparently had a song. I didn't know it until I was at graduation, and they were like, please jo- jo- rise and join us for singing of the alma mater for Westchester. And it's a, it's O Canada with different lyrics. Yeah, that's usually what they are. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't hear this at all. Th- Maryland has one as well, but the only thing anyone remembers is the part where you spell out Maryland and then you say Maryland will win, but people like pump their arms. So it's like M A R, but you're pumping your arms. You spell it M A R Y L A N D. That is such a long. Yeah, yeah. M A R Y L A N D. Maryland. That is will such a win. long thing to spell. Yeah, it's a long cheer and chant. Uh, it is. It's a lot of spelling. But I didn't know. Like, if someone when I was in high school was like, "Hey, let's all get together." And I don't think our high school had a song. It did. They sang it at graduation. Oh, I, I, well, then no, I would not have known that. I didn't know that. So they sing the song, and, and the he, tu- he turns there. back into a human, and no one says anything well, about it. No, someone picks up a tuft of his fur. It's like he's shedding. I guess they do that when they die. But there's no. Th- he's shedding, and he's a human being now. <laughs> are two different sentences. <laughs> I think it was just obvious from the context. Like, oh, it's a human now. He's no longer a wolf. No, he's not a monster. And so they, they're like, well, he's dead. Let's just leave him here. <laughs> and everyone leaves. And he sits up and goes Ferris Bueller right down the barrel of the camera. <laughs> oh, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. It, with, this, with, with today's inflation, it takes eight bullets to kill a werewolf. 
And then he goes looking for Mrs. Montgomery, who is also a werewolf. Now a werewolf, but doesn't have any real. It's just they put some stuff in her hair to make it stick up. Yeah, her hair was. She had big '80s hair, but she doesn't have like wolf fur. But she doesn't have any, no, like, her hands aren't really hairy. She, no, she no just kind of holds them in claw form. Yeah. And she's, like, she's, she's ready to go to a Gaga concert. Right. She's got her, she's got her claw She's hands. looking fierce, but not like a wolf. And then at that point, I wrote my final note of the movie that is, this is garbage. And smash cut to family portrait of him and Miss Montgomery and, like, eight babies. Yeah, eight wolf babies. A whole literal wolf pups of wolf, wolf hybrid pups. So I guess that brings us to everybody's favorite segment, which is hot tag taglines. Colon, these are the taglines. <laughs> My hot tag tagline for the movie Full Moon, Moon High. High. <laughs> what it was called? I <laughs> did. I knew it was Full Moon. Uh, I would say Full Moon High, smash cut. I guess I would call mine Full Moon High. Don't. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> So uh, that brings us to the part of the show where we tell people, would you recommend this movie? <laughs> no. I would recommend instead of watching this movie, you get a copy of Tom Teen Wolf. <laughs> you no, get a copy I, of Teen I'm Wolf. I'm not even going to go that far. I'll just say, get a copy of Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever, which is a good album, and listen <laughs> to that. You don't even have to spend time like devoted to it. Just put it on while you're doing your, your, your yard work, your house chores, maybe a drive. It's a good album. Enjoy that. That's what I recommend to you. <laughs> I don't even want to give you another movie because watching another movie right now feels like a death sentence to me. I would I would recommend watching the opening credits of the Teen Wolf TV show. Like, I don't know if I'll ever watch a movie again after this one. I would. And not even in a way like of like, oh, it's a bad. It's so bad. It's good. Like Maximum Overdrive is enjoyable and they're like bad movies like that. But it, it is a chore to get through. We were sitting, if I had to have watched this by myself and not together with you, I, I think I would have called you and said, take this off the list. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause making fun of it with you made it tolerable, but not good. Like no. this isn't a movie I'm recommending you sit together with your buddies, have a couple of drinks and make fun of. Cause no. it's bad. It's too bad to do that too. It oh, it's horrible. Dreadful. So literally choose anything else to do with your life. Mm-hmm. Maybe try teen wolf or teen wolf credits or, you know, full moon fever. Mm-hmm. Well, or just buy a wolf mask from just look from, at the, it. from Party City. Yeah, just look at it in the packaging. Mm-hmm. You have to take it out. No, then you return it. Exactly. That's a money conscious decision. Mm-hmm. Well, that I think wraps it up for Full Moon High. So until next time, <laughs> don't you forget about me. <laughs> I forgot how that ended. What? Oh, we gotta go back. No, Bye. you dumbass. <laughs> That's the intro. We didn't do it in the intro. I know. We'll go put it in later. Oh. Until next time. I'm Andrew Leno. No. <laughs> I don't know. What don't you forget about me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, this full moon is setting. <laughs> Pun. Yes. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> that, was, I, that was a good one. That was I good sound one. like Nixon. No, that was a good. <laughs>